Hello everyone, my name is Norez Rana uh, and I'll be hosting today's program on New Wave in which I will be talking about the Israel-Palestine conflict and the way it has evolved over the course of the last three weeks. Those of you who have been following us would be well aware that we've been trying to provide you with up-to-date coverage and analysis and how things have unfolded. We've uh, talked about the humanitarian crisis. We've also talked about uh, Western media's role and narrative that is shaping the current crisis. But today, I would like to take a bird's eye view and contextualize everything that has shaped the geopolitical realities of the region of Palestine uh, and which has very much led to this ongoing war that is happening in real time. Today is day 26, 9,061 people have died, 4,000 children have died. And these are official figures. These are figures pertaining to those whose bodies have been identified and verified. So bear in mind, the actual number may be much larger, much more than what is being uh, put there out there on record. Anyhow, additionally, 1.4 million, peop million people have been displaced. Uh, 40,000 residential complexes have been completely bombarded. A humanitarian crisis is unfolding. And this is in response to what happened on October 7th. On October 7th, the Israel-Gaza war started. And it happened after Hamas breached Israeli territories. Uh, they killed 1,400 Israeli civilians, took 200 hostages. And before I unpack anything, let me very clearly and say this out loud that what Hamas did should be condemned. It was egregious, it was terrible, it was atrocious. And it should be very vehemently, passionately be condemned. And I don't think there's any argument on that. Now, let me go back to my very first sentence on how I began this. This war started on October 7th. Now, there are two key words that I would like to pick and um, highlight, war and started. So let me first unpack started. The narrative that the war began on October 7th is grossly misleading. It signifies a deliberate and collective refusal to acknowledge and accept the fact that this has been in the works for the last 75 years. What the Israelis experienced on October 7th has been the has been a lifelong story of the Palestinians. For the last seven decades, 75 years, Palestinians have been dispossessed of their lands. They have been displaced. They've been subjugated. They've been oppressed. They've been occupied. They've been dehumanized. They've been humiliated. They've been illegally arrested, put behind bars. They've been murdered. They've been bombed. They've been subjected to all possible kinds of torture. And this is not happening now. It has been happening since 1948. And I'll take a very swift detour and go back to that time period when the Jews first came to what is 
Palestine, what was then Palestine. 1948, they came and a segment of the Jews, not all of them, let me reiterate, let me be very clear. A segment of the Jews, the militia, they engaged in ethnically cleansing 750,000 Palestinians. Millions of them were forcefully exiled. Thousands were killed, many more were injured, dispossessed of their lands, killed, brutalized. That Jewish militia back then, according to the same Western media, according to the New York Times, were categorized as terrorists. The same set, this brand of terrorist or Jewish militia formed the state of Israel. In 1948, the Nakba happened. In 1950, the law of return was passed. And according to the law of return, it granted immediate citizenship to any Jew residing anywhere in the world. Now it is rooted in the ideology to create and expand Jewish communities. Again, codified in Israel's nation state law, according to which the state considers the development of Jewish settlements a national value. And in doing so, it expels the indigenous people of the land, the Palestinians, and this is what it has been doing. The Nakba happened in 1948. Again, uh, Palestinians were expelled from their land and scores in 1967. But it has been going on perpetually. It has manifested in various forms and states and continues to happen till date. Now, many commentators would argue, will not argue the facts, these historic facts, but will argue the fact that this war is not happening, is not a consequence of the entire historical background that I've just laid out. So let me zoom in a bit more. Let's talk about the last 16 years, 16 or 17 odd years. Since 2006, Raza has been under military blockade. What that means is that Israel controls the airspace, it controls access to sea, access through sea, and it controls the land borders going into Gaza. That means that there can be no mobility either of goods or humans in and out of Gaza without Israeli approval. Israel controls the taxes, the revenue that is generated. It controls the livelihoods. It controls the markets. Gaza is a very small strip of land. All in all, it is 25 miles by six miles. So basically you start running a marathon you'll almost be done if you run in a straight line. Just four miles more than that's about it. It is one of the most densely populated places in the world. There are 2.2 million dwellers. Of those 2.2 million, 78% are those who are either refugees or descendants of refugees who were pushed into this very tiny sliver of land during and after the Nakba that, have, that, that happened. Gaza has an unemployment rate of 80%. 67% of the population relies on food aid in order to access food or nutrition at all. It is the, humani the humanitarian state is in complete shambles. And these are facts. These, these, this is not a perception. These are facts that have been stated again and again by five different UN agencies who've gone on the record and have spoken about how 
vulnerable this, the, the humanitarian situation in Gaza is. And this is prior to October 7th. It highlights the state of an occupied territory. Over the last 16 years, Gaza has been bombed by Israel in 2008, in 2012, in 14, in 2021, in 2022. 6,050 odd, I, I can't remember the exact figure, but according to the United Nations Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, about 6,051 or 52 innocent civilians, Palestinians, Gazans, have been murdered, have died as a result of either live ammunition or air-led explosive by Israel. On the contrary, the number in Israel, the number of deaths stands at 309 prior to October 7th, 2023. I don't mean to trivialize deaths by comparing numbers, but I do want to highlight the magnitude of oppression, the difference the amount of subjugation and what the Palestinians have had to suffer continuously. There's generational trauma, there's ongoing trauma. So in order to categorize, frame this ongoing conflict as a israel Gaza war is absolutely uh, not just misleading, it is shamelessly and deliberately contrary to any, any possibility of truth. What actually it is, is a genocide being led by the state of Israel in response to an action by a non-state actor, that is Hamas, in which they are subjecting the unarmed civilian population of Gaza to a complete massacre. Now let's talk about what has evolved and what is happening since October 7th. Since October 7th, the language, first of all, the language that has been used to dehumanize Gazans is, is outrageous. And actually, even prior to October 7th, this highlights the fact, the genocidal mentality of the Israeli leadership. This was before October 7th, before the attack by Hamas, before any of this had unraveled. Prime Minister Netanyahu, on his policies for Palestine, I would like to quote them in verbatim, said, beat them up not once, but repeatedly until it's unbearable. Crush Palestinians' hope for full sovereignty. Their former justice minister said, they should go as so should the physical homes in which they raise the snakes. Otherwise, more little snakes will be raised there. Their defense minister, after October 7th, compared them to human animals. Not even compared them, outrightly said that Palestinians are human animals. Other various factions of their military leadership quoted, directly quoted, saying that all the Palestinians are responsible. All the civilians are responsible because they voted or democratically elected Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, and carried out this atrocious act on October 7th. And by virtue, we will not discriminate between who and who is not being bombed. Now, this premise 
that war crime constitutes a war crime is actually in defiance of humanitarian law. No war crime can justify another war crime. So we say, we accept the fact that what Hamas did should be condemned was wrong. But the fact and the magnitude and scale at which Israel is responding is, is not a war of equals. There's a nuclear state who has all the possible funds, backing, diplomatic backing, financial backing, is raining havoc on unarmed population, unarmed civilian who have nowhere to go, who are being bombed on their escape routes, who are being targeted in hospitals, in schools, in churches, in mosques, in sanctuaries. Even refugee camps, the recent war bombing attack on the Jabalia camp, which is the biggest amongst all eight refugee camps in Gaza, the oldest, and has been holding refugees, those who were expelled as a result of the Nakba. So they have been continuously over the 75 years been oppressed, and now they are being brutally murdered and bombed. There's been use of white phosphorus two days into the war. Israel laid siege on Gaza's supply of electricity, supply of food, supply of water, supply of fuel. The hospitals have been rendered inoperable. Actually, five or six hospitals have been bombed or have been, uh, as a result of the, the bombings nearby, are collapsing and can no longer function. The Al-Ahli Hospital, the Al-Quds, the Al-Sufa, the Indonesian Hospital, and most recently, the Palestine-Turkey Friendship Hospital, which was the only cancer hospital in Gaza, has been bombed. All of this makes it absolutely clear. It, it's as clear as day. The writings are on the wall that a genocide is happening in real time, live in front of us. And sadly, the Western media is not only hiding facts, it's... Uh, meddling with the truth, uh, the Western powers, including, uh, I mean, the US president, the UK prime minister, the president of the European Union, all of them are working with the government of Israel like hand in glove, uh, rendering them not only diplomatic support, but also financial military aid. There's a, Biden has requested an aid, military aid package worth $105 billion. In all in all, this reinvigorates the West's colonial legacy, the colonial mindset. And it traces back to the 1917 Belfort Agreement in which the Israelis were extended this colony as an extensive policy of, uh, of, of the then existing colonial empire, the British Empire globally very well known, historically known as the most racist and the most imperialist form of curse that uh, was levied upon various nations and various states, various continents and countries all across the world. The situation is dire. The people are being completely annihilated and uh, the Western media continues to 
not talk about facts that which need to be highlighted, which makes it very imperative that uh, folks like us, like the, 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 the common man, plus play its part, continues to play its part. And that is becoming more and more visible given the amount of protests and march that are happening all over the world, in the UK, in Europe, in the US, in other parts of the world, in Eastern parts of the world. It highlights that the polarization of narrative, the right polarization of narrative is happening, countering the fabricated truths that are out there. And I hope enough pressure is built that an immediate ceasefire is implemented as has been highlighted by the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, other prominent leaders of humanitarian organization, Amnesty International, Save the Children, again, Save the Children, who've very recently identified and verified the fact that the number of children who've died as a result of Israel's onslaught is more than all the children who've died in armed conflicts globally over the course of the last three years. But these are staggering figures if you think about them. These are not numbers. These are actual living beings who had aspirations, who had families, who had dreams, who had their own struggles. And they've been ripped apart uh, in order to fulfill the agendas of a settler colony who's been occupying uh, the Palestinian people, uh, tramping over their rights for the last 75 years. And before I end uh, this, I want to end hopeful, I want to end optimistic, but that is the utter and uh, the only truth, facts without any form of sugarcoat at all. And to end them, I would, I'll have to say that over the course of the last nine to 10 minutes, I don't know how long this has gone for, but another child just died as a result of Israel's bombardment in Palestine. If that still leaves any questions unanswered as to who is responsible, who is the cause of this 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 conflict, again, I wouldn't really not call it a conflict, but who is perpetuating and furthering this genocide, it's very obvious. And uh, this at this current time, it, it seems that there is no end. <laughs>